The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on a Thursday. AJ had to step out. But still a lot more to get to and a lot more to discuss. Utah State game week continues. USU getting ready for San Diego State. We get ready as well. More information from the coaches and the players uh, about the matchups and what's on the line for this one. As we talked about last hour, it's been a long time since Utah State has won a game in San Diego. Not since the 60s. And uh, they've been in, in the most modern iterations of this matchup. Uh, San Diego State has dominated. USU has not been able to score more than two touchdowns against the Aztecs. Will it be different Saturday night? Uh, certainly Utah State has a more potent offense now than some of those uh, more recent uh, uh, contests here in the Mountain West. But... Um, What does the defensive situation look like? And conversely, for San Diego State, where do they look like? Are they as dominant themselves? Uh, There are some questions about their offensive line. There are some questions about the health of their running backs. Uh, There are some some questions about the health of their secondary, at least some people in their secondary. Uh, But all that being said, all those questions that may be out there, the fact of the matter is this San Diego State team has held Utah State at bay and not even allowed them to feel like they could be in the same contest. Uh, Whenever Utah State has felt like maybe a little momentum is on their side coming into the matchup, San Diego State has humbled them quickly. Uh, Utah State is favored in this matchup at this moment by four and a half points. They opened as two-point favorites over the weekend. It moved up to five and is Come back a little bit, four and a half, which suggests that there's a lot of people, those that are placing money and wagering on these games, that they are they believe that Utah State will win this game and by a margin more than just a field goal. The thing that has me nervous, and as we talked about before, this San Diego State squad is very good as the underdog. They perform very well. Their winning percentage as an underdog is incredible. So you know Rocky Long does a great job of properly motivating his team that makes them believe that uh, nobody gives them credit. Nobody gives them their, their due recognition. And... To hear him talk in his press conferences this week and a couple different times that he he spoke to media, he's talking about the Aggies like they are the best team, a top-four college football playoff team. But a lot of that praise begins with the USU quarterback. And we get it, deservedly so. Jordan Love is a great quarterback. He is an NFL prototype player. Uh, He's only a junior, but he could very well – just leave this year and go to the NFL. He wouldn't necessarily need to come back for his senior season to be a high draft pick or a first-round draft pick at the least. 
But uh, Rocky Long has a lot of praise for USU and a lot of praise for Jordan Love. Uh, and we'll get through some of that, hear what he has to say about Jordan Love, uh, about the success that his team has had so far. But then on the flip side, uh, Gary Anderson, uh, hearing from him. We're going to hear from Miles Cheatham, Chris Unga, and uh, Ryan Agnew, some of the different players that will be involved in this game coming up this hour. Also, we'll get into some proposed rule changes in the NBA. And there was a, just a ridiculous offseason this year where there was so many contracts that were signed with just in, within the first opening hours of free agency on July 1st. So clearly, there was, there was dialogue and conversation that was happening when it wasn't supposed to be happening. A lot of team owners have complained, and I'm still going to call them team owners. I'm not going to follow this political correct calling them governors. It just they're owners. They own the team. Uh, but these uh, these a lot of these owners have complained that hey, this is especially smaller market owners that look this is just ridiculous. This is getting out of hand. This something needs to be done. So what are they proposing? How enforceable can it be? And will it get voted on? Uh, they're meeting this week in New York. The meetings take place tomorrow. So we're taking a look at, uh, at that. And how could it affect the team like the Utah Jazz? Uh, didn't Jazz didn't get anybody poached away this year. Um, but uh, certainly we've seen it happen where players leave in the past. Though when Gordon Hayward did it, look, it seemed like he it went proper and it was a few days into free agency when he finally made his decision. And by that time, whereas it should be done, it was too late for the Jazz to pivot and go a different direction because so many other deals had already been made. So clearly there is a problem in the NBA. Adam Silver wants to try to correct it. A lot of other owners want to correct it. Are they willing to play by the rules and be subjected to investigations and uh, basically allowing Adam Silver to look at their text messages and other private messages that may be going on in these investigations. So it's all part of what's being discussed and being proposed. So we'll get into that a little bit later on as well this hour. But first, Utah State, San Diego State, Aggies and Aztecs. USU hasn't won in San Diego in forever. <laughs> it's in the 60s. Mid to late 60s is the last time Utah State won there. Uh, but Utah State's coming off of a bye week. They're very good coming out of a bye week. Uh, San Diego State is very good as an underdog. Something's got to give on this one. Uh, but this is a San Diego State team that has their eyes on number 10 on the offense for Utah State. Jordan Love, great quarterback, what he did last year, doing some good things so far this year, and he certainly has the eye of Rocky Long. Well, he's a big, strong guy that uh, can do things with his feet, but he doesn't usually have to. He's got a great accuracy, but it doesn't. It looks like he throws effortlessly, and he just kind of flicks the ball and he completes the ball 50 yards down the field. So, he's a very talented young man that that played really well last year and has started off playing really well so far this year too. Yeah, I liked how Utah State used. Jordan Love in some design rollouts and scramble plays last week. 
He didn't need to against Stony Brook. I guess this was two weeks ago. But it was good to see him do that, to gain more confidence and familiarity with himself in those situations. Because when it was at Wake Forest, that's when he was at his worst. When he threw those three interceptions, they were all kind of similar in how he how they played out. Um, but uh, Rocky Long didn't stop there. He had more to say about Jordan Love and the type of quarterback he is and the concerns that it gives him as an opposing defense. Uh, he's very similar to Josh Allen. I think that he's a big, strong guy, and Josh Allen can run with it if he has to, but normally he didn't have to because he was completing passes. And uh, he's, he's very similar to that. He's a big, strong guy that if he has to run, he can run. And he can run you over, and he can make you miss, and he can put it in the end zone. But most of the time, he doesn't have to run because he's able to read the coverage, and he's throwing the ball on time before the pressure can get there, and he's very accurate with it. Now, Josh Allen, to me, looked like he wound up and threw it and had a gigantic arm, could probably throw it 100 yards. Uh, this guy, he, 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 he kind of flicks the ball. It doesn't look like it's any effort whatsoever for him to throw a pass. And guess what? It's most of the time it's on, it's on target, and it gets there awful fast, and he can be going to his left and throw a 60-yard pass back to his right. He did it several times in the last two games. So he's obviously an NFL guy. I think a very high draft choice in the NFL. Anytime you have an NFL quarterback on your team, guess what? You're pretty darn good on offense. Did you recruit him when he was in Bakersfield? I don't remember. I don't think we did. And I don't think he, uh, I think he matured late. So the uh, Aztecs passed on Jordan Love. Didn't know about him. Or at least didn't recruit him very much. At least to Rocky Long's recollection. But um, uh, my guess here is that they know how good he is. They know how dynamic he can be. And I think that just the character of Rocky Long and his teams are that they're going to want to try to knock him down a notch or two. They're going to want to try to embarrass him and humble him a little bit. Not that I don't think that they believe that Jordan Love is a cocky, arrogant quarterback out there, but they see all the uh, accolades and attention that he's getting, and uh, they're going to want to go out and prove that, look, we can we can play with this guy. We can handle him. He's nothing to be afraid of. That's, that's the type of mentality that Rocky Long tends to roll with. Uh, and Rocky also talked a little bit more generically overall about the Utah State offense and uh, the, the type of challenges it's going to pose for his uh, his defense, which is a little bit different. Uh, but how the USU offense moves with pace and has different guys that can uh, attack you at different positions. Well, I mean, if you watch them on film and you look at statistics, you're very concerned. I mean, we, we've got to give ourselves a chance to stay in the game. And as fast as they score points, uh, you could be out of the game before it even started. So obviously we've got to play good enough defense to keep the score at a point that our offense has a chance to outscore. So I think that this is they're going to be trying to do a lot on the ground to chew up clock and chew up possessions to limit opportunities for USU to even touch the ball. Uh, we, we've seen this in the past. Teams want to limit the possessions Utah State might have. 
That was uh, the case when Utah State went to Wyoming last year. Uh, the Cowboys, I thought, did a really effective job of grinding it out, going slow, being deliberate in what they wanted to do, keeping their drives alive, and giving Utah State very limited opportunities to touch the ball. So because of that, man, Utah State can't be careless. Uh, and they've got to be uh, take advantage of those premium opportunities whenever they touch the ball because they won't be able to get as many. Uh, there is some talk about this Utah State team coming off of a bye week, and if that's an advantage for them. Um, Gary Anderson talked a little bit about how how the Aggies used the bye week, and then after him we'll hear from uh, Rocky Long about facing a team like Utah State after they've had an extra week to prepare. Well, first of all, we spent some time with the young kids, which was great. It was great that you, know, you go through camp and everybody gets reps and the young kids kind of um, become um, – onto the prep teams, if you will, and they don't get as much individual time with our coaches, so we took some time doing that a couple times, which was great for the young kids and for the coaches. Uh, our priority was San Diego State throughout the bye week. We gained as much of an advantage as we could using the bye week with the two games that we had uh, on them, and then we also you know, worked a little bit on some uh, uh, opponents that are down the road a little bit. So it was a mixed bag of uh, you know, all three of those. I worked on individual uh, techniques, fundamentals is always big during the bye week, and it comes so early. You don't, you know, you don't lose so much of that this early in the year. But uh, later buys, you tend to focus more on those techniques and those fundamentals that uh, you don't quite have as much time for as you do in camp. Um, so it was a good week. You know, I thought they handled it well. We, they had Friday and Saturday off, and uh, we're back here Sunday night for study hall. So uh, kids should be ready to go this morning, early morning meeting this morning, and uh, we'll bring them in for practice. So as we've talked about, it's a good opportunity to work primarily with your younger or less experienced players to give them more reps with in time with the coaches. Um, Utah State has had the benefit over the last year to have big leads on other teams and have opportunities for younger players to get in-game practice, and get film, and not count against their eligibility. But uh, they got to, to do that a little bit more this past week because you never know when an injury is going to happen to a key player and you need that, that uh, next man up to come and step right in. Uh, so interesting how Utah State was able to use that time. And on the flip side is an opposing coach facing a team like Utah State, which has had an extra, an extra week to prepare for you. Uh, Rocky Long talks about uh, facing USU after they had a bye week? Well, I, you know, I, I think everybody's different off a of bye week. You're obviously going to be healthier because any nicks and bruises, they've all been healed. You're going to be uh, quicker and faster because you'll be refreshed. Um, the coaches have an extra week to prepare their game plan, so their game plan will probably be excellent. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you advantages you get from a bye week. I mean, that's just the way it is. So you don't worry about it. You go about your business. But a bye week should help them. Are you surprised how well they played in, in an ACC stadium? No, not at all. In fact, I was surprised they didn't win. I thought they were going to beat them by 14. If I'd have been a betting man, I'd have bet on them and given points. <laughs> little extra there besides just playing Utah State after a bye week. Thoughts about the Aggies into Wake Forest. 
but uh, yeah, very very high on USU certainly, as you can imagine. Uh, so what what team comes out for Utah State? Will they be rusty? Uh, will they be well rested and have a little more energy in going after it? Uh, San Diego State does a three three five defensive scheme, which is different. Uh, than most people will see in the country. Most teams won't face things like a, a, a lineup like that. But just because you have five guys in your in your secondary doesn't mean that you have free reign at the line of scrimmage. So a lot of these guys, that's where they bring the pressure. Uh, as we talked about earlier last hour, 13 different players for San Diego State have recorded tackles for loss. USU, by contrast, only six. And... A good number of those for San Diego State are defensive backs, guys that are coming off of the edges, uh, safety blitz, things like that. Um, so their defensive line, their linebackers, they're involved as well. But um, they're one of the, the third leading player for uh, TFL so far uh, for San Diego State is a defensive back. Uh, so this is a team that uh, tries to disrupt and cause havoc. Uh, Rocky Long did say because of the pace of USU – and how they run their offense, that might make it difficult for the Aztecs to get into the sets that they want defensively, which they like to do to try to confuse the opposing quarterback. Uh, so that may be a challenge for them, an advantage for USU. If USU gets into their sets and just come up to the line and then all of a sudden do the stand-up and look over, and that's what they're doing all the time, that's going to give San Diego State more options to come after Jordan Love. Uh, I think their, their best success will be in the no-huddle, up-to-the-line attack, up-to-the-line attack. Uh, if they stand up and look to the side too much, this is a, de- a very experienced defense uh, with a great defensive line coach, uh, and uh, their head coach is basically the defensive coordinator. That's their strength. They're going to make life difficult for the Aggies. So that'll be interesting to see how they uh, play off of that and, uh, and try to attack that or work around it. We'll hear more from the coaches and the players as we continue to get you ready for Utah State at San Diego State. Game week for the Aggies. Don't forget KVNU game day coverage on our sister station, KVNU, starting at 6.30 Saturday night. A full two-hour pregame with uh, research, analysis, quotes, and uh, interviews. And to get you ready for the game, it'll be shown on CBS Sports Network Saturday night. And then as soon as the game is over, we'll be back on the air again, breaking it down and taking your phone calls as uh, you give you a chance to weigh in on what happened in San Diego. If the Aggies will break the streak and pick one up, uh, pick up a victory in San Diego for the first time in 50-plus years, or will San Diego State keep their streak alive of doing well and winning games when they are the underdog? Uh, more from the coaches and the players and getting into the NBA, uh, tampering rules, and the latest update on what's going on with the race for October in Major League Baseball. What are the current standings as of this moment as uh, who's clinched uh, their division or who's still in the wild card hunt? We'll discuss that coming up on the Full Court Press. Girls, insist he take you to Jarek's. Picking out your wedding ring is an experience you will never forget. Come to a place where the mood is right and the setting is perfect for romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry in Logan. The perfect collection of memorable designs, classic creation, and modern marvels. If you want an intimate, romantic experience you will never forget, then insist he takes you to Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's. 
Looking for a job or a career change? Come to the Cache Valley Media Group's Job Fair today at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 to 6 p.m. Turn at 3200 North Highway 91. Be prepared to talk with 20-plus businesses looking for employees now. Wendy's, Conservice, Thermo Fisher, Whitaker Construction, JM Mechanical, West Liberty Foods, and more. Better pay, better benefits, better job. Attend the job fair today from 11 to 6 p.m. at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. Presented by the Cache Valley Media Group. It's time to plan your fall home improvement project. You've had ideas on how to spruce up your outdoor space, and nothing is better than a smooth surface to party on. Castellite in Logan has pavers you can install yourself. But if you're not sure how to do it, their in-house professionals can teach you how to do it right. With Castellite, you can turn your outdoor living space into the entertainment capital of the neighborhood. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castellite.com. Doctors Wood, Benyon, and Blotter of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to announce the opening of their second office location at 169 North Gateway in Providence, right next to the Bank of Utah. The new Providence office location will also be accepting patients for the Allergy Clinic and Hearing Aid Center. With a new office location, Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is excited to announce the addition of Dr. Zachary Robinette to the team. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. That's CashValleyENT.com. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. We are growing and excited to announce the opening of our newest location in Smithfield. Well-known local Daryl Simmons has joined us and will be working out of that office. We also opened a location in Hiram last year, and you'll soon see construction on a new office there with Catherine Buse as our manager. She's the granddaughter of a longtime Hiram banker, Colleen Ander. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Uh, yeah, you know, every break is Mount West champ. So um, this week is big time for us, starting with SDSU. And um, we're hoping to, you know, take our mentality, our physicality to them in San Diego and come out with a win. That's Utah State defensive lineman Chris Unga. As Utah State opens up Mountain West Conference play in their quest for a Mountain West Conference title, it's been elusive. It's, uh, they've had a couple of seasons where it's been close. Opportunities have been there, but just not quite there enough. Um, so if uh, they want to get back there, an opportunity to play in the conference championship game like they did their first season in the Mountain West, they've got to be able to get a win this Saturday. Uh, it will, certainly will go a long ways. They've got to win their division to get there. But uh, this is a San Diego State team. It's got rich tradition, a very good football program. It's always been tough for USU to go up against. Uh, Gary Anderson very much aware of what, who they are, what they do. And one of the things that is a, is a concern going up into the matchup is how well Utah State will take care of the ball. Jordan Love with three interceptions thrown at Wake Forest. Aggies have got to do a better job. They coughed it up once against Stony Brook. And uh, it could be real problematic if they can't hang on to the ball against San Diego State, who's already plus five on the year in turnovers. They have seven fumble recoveries. 
Um, and uh, well, excuse me, five fumble recoveries, uh, a couple of nope, scratch that, four fumble recoveries, three interceptions. Uh, but they've had a fumble and an interception, and uh, it makes it so they're plus five. But uh, regardless, this is a team that is opportunistic. And Gary Anderson aware of that and talks about how important it is to make sure that Utah State takes care of the ball in San Diego Saturday night. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think that in third downs, again, very similar to you know the last game when we sat back and said areas to improve, and we did improve in that area. I think if we can take care of the football and put ourselves in a position to uh, – you know, win third downs on on offensive side and on the defensive side of the ball, you've got a great chance, um, assuming you have good players, to win a football game. Um, and, you know, we have good players, and they have good players too. So you're right, those those momentum swings of third downs, turnovers, uh, big plays are going to play a big part in this. And then I would also throw in there the special team side. You know, who's, who's going to punt the ball the best? Um, who's going to tackle when they're in the special team situations and scenarios to make sure that they uh, – give their defense the best opportunity to get back on the field or make a big play so their offense has good field position. Yeah, field position, uh, moving the, being, uh, having the ability to move the ball and, uh, and having a short field is going to be huge in this one because uh, it may be tough. So you may see a lot of Dominic Eberle in this game. Uh, if Opportunities to flip the field with, uh, with Dalton as your punter. Uh, opportunities to change that on the flip side on a good re- punt return by uh, Scarver or uh, Jordan Nathan or Devin Tompkins. So those are all going to be other extra factors in this game where if Utah State wants to win somewhere where they haven't won in over 50 years, if they want to try to score more than two touchdowns than they have been able to manage over the last couple of times they faced this team in the Mountain West Conference, those all have to be factors well as holding on to the ball not giving San Diego State any gimmies when it comes to what happens on Saturday night. Uh, Coach Rocky Long, is um, his big concern, has been, as we've heard, Jordan Love and the speed of Utah State's offense. Um, and he talked a little bit about how that uh, pace of play for Utah State is problematic for how he likes to try to set up his defenses. Uh, Utah State's a tempo team, which means they're they're moving fast. They're trying to get as many plays as they can, as quick as they can, as well as tire you out and keep you from doing some exotic things on defense. I mean, people think they do that for a lot of reasons. Obviously, the more plays you get, the more yardage you can gain, the more points you can score. But in our case, we're I mean, we're pretty complicated on defense, so the faster they go, the more they limit our defense on what we can do. So certainly he's, he's thinking about how to slow that down, how to give his team some advantage or at least a chance to make their own adjustments and keep the ball in their own possession. But uh, he weighed in on trying to slow down that uh, quick-paced offense from Utah State. Whenever you have a good quarterback uh, like he is, and they got really good skill guys at the receivers. They got good running backs too, but they got really good skill guys at the receiver. They got two really fast guys. There's only one chance you have, and that's putting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, when you have the skill that they have out at wide receiver, though, if you can get pressure with a four-man rush, you can play decent defense. 
if you can't get pressure with the four-man rush, you can sit there and take your lumps and they'll score 50 points and run up and down the field. Or you can take your chance and blitz them to get pressure on the quarterback. And that means one missed tackle means an 80-yard touchdown. So, I mean, when, when you have a quarterback that good and with the skilled guys he's working with, they put you under all, all kinds of pressure. That's why they pay those defensive linemen in the NFL so much to try to get a pass rush with three and four guys. So you know that's going to be a big part of the game plan. I mean, it usually is for Rocky Long, whether he was at San Diego State or New Mexico or where else he's been. Uh, it, it's been to throw a, the heavy pressure defense at your quarterback. Relentless. Uh, they will blitz a lot. And he talks about a, a four-man rush, a three- or four-man rush. Uh, he's going to bring pressure from other places than just that front line. Um, that's, as we talked about, there's cornerbacks, safeties. They're going to be very much involved in this pressure coming at Jordan Love. So Jordan's got to be prepared for a lot coming at him from different angles, and it's going to be nonstop. And so it, that pushes a lot of pressure, too, on the running backs, Gerald Bright, Jalen Warren, to make sure they understand uh, if if something's coming, they got to be able to check or forget about what the play call was and pick up the blitz to protect their quarterback. So uh, Jordan Love's got to be prepared for all the pressure that's going to be coming his way Saturday night. Uh, they want to try to disrupt him, get him off rhythm, get him off target, get him uncomfortable to rush his throws, uh, to throw on the run as he's running away. Uh, the, the thing that gives me a little bit more, I guess, hope and confidence is that despite what happened at Wake Forest where that was a little bit of a challenge for Jordan, I, I feel like he's a quarterback that can make that happen. He's not really a scrambling quarterback like Kent Myers was or even Chucky Keaton was, but he can move outside the pocket. He's not a a, a tree planted back there and he's not going to move. I mean, he can scramble and he can move and he can throw on the run. Uh, I think the, the game plan two weeks ago was to help him gain a little more confidence in that. So uh, I think you're going to see him flushed out of the pocket more on Saturday than we've seen so far this year because uh, they're going to be trying to bring that pressure in lots of different ways to try to get at Jordan Love to disrupt him because they know he's got great wide receivers that will go and make plays happen. And there could be times that if they don't get to him, those wide receivers are going to have a lot of green grass around them. You, if you can make the first guy miss, you're going to have a lot of field in front of you. Uh, more from uh, Gary Anderson uh, a little bit about this team. Uh, getting Utah State uh, prepared for San Diego State, but also trying to get them to f- better understand the team that they're on and the history of the Aggies. Having some respect and understanding uh, for uh, the the jersey that you wear. It was an interesting discussion that he had this week, too, about uh, teaching a little bit about the history of USU football. Oh, there's times we talk about things. Um you know, I think the you need to be you need to understand the traditions of your school. I think that's very, very important. Um, 
and it's special to me here, so that's why it's uh, maybe a little more important to me. Um, but we do. We talk about uh, we talk about the past, um, uh, look into the future, and I think the biggest thing for all that is just make sure that the kids in the program understand that this is not about them. It's far bigger than them as an individual or any of us as individuals. It's this this place is about a university and it's about a, a tradition and it's about uh, you know Aggie Nation and that's. That might sound like coach talk or whatever you want to call it, but it's true here because it, I believe it is different. In many places, I'm sure it is, but I only know this place. When uh, when it comes to that, it makes a big difference at Utah State that you understand, you know, kind of how you fit and what the expectations are of you as as a student athlete. Um, you know, for for a long, long time. It's not just now we're in the Mountain West and we've got this or we've got this nice locker room or whatever. There's a lot of things took place to allow you to be able to have what you have today. Um, and you need to look at that as a special, special opportunity. Well, there's two guys who, who restarted Utah State football. John Ralston and Gary Anderson. <laughs> a lot of good players. <laughs> I, give it, I give it to them. <laughs> and some really good coaches on the backside. So I was a tiny, tiny part of that. Huh. Uh, certainly the... The culture did change unquestionably with Gary Anderson at the helm, and uh, he gets to be back a part of it to try to continue what he started. Um, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, let's hear from some of the players. The San Diego State players weigh in on what a Utah State uh, uh, secondary looks like and uh, trying to go up against that uh, Utah State uh, defense. Um, and uh, the, from a player perspective about the USU pace of play for what they do offensively. And also coming up next, an update on what's going on in the current standings in Major League Baseball playoffs and the hunt for the playoffs and the NBA proposal about tampering pretty stiff fines that are being proposed. Will the owners go for it, and how would you enforce it? We'll discuss that next in the Full Court Press. This is Jason from Utah Mattress Outlet. Back to school should be a time of excitement, but for many, it's full of stress. If you experience anxiety and are looking for a better way to cope, the newest and natural way to overcome is with a weighted True Blanket. Doctors recommend True Blankets for depression, PTSD, autism, and to lower stress and anxiety. True Blankets are finding success for all ages. There are cheap imitations and low-quality knockoffs, but there's only one True Blanket. Find your happiness and feel the difference with a True Blanket. Available now at Utah Mattress Outlet, 880 South Main. Hi, this is Bob Larson from LSS Insurance. There are so many Medicare plan choices available for 2020. Medicare annual open enrollment starts October 1st through December 7th. Come see us at LSS Insurance and we'll help you compare plans, answer your questions, and assist you in every step of the way. There's no cost to work with us, so please call 752-9493. Why not take advantage of every benefit available? Come see us. Call 752-9493. For over 30 years, New Horizons Beauty College has been helping hundreds and hundreds of students learn a lifetime career. They come to New Horizons Beauty College to learn cosmetology, but leave with new friends and skills that will last a lifetime. Students come from Utah, Idaho, and Wyoming and receive amazing instruction. Then go on to work in or create their own salons all over. For more than 30 years, New Horizons Beauty College has been making friends of clients and students. Visit them today to experience the difference yourself. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in Logan. How long have you been in your home? 
If it's less than five years, you may have rooms with old furniture or possibly not even furnished. Fisher Home Furnishings wants to help affordably turn your house into a home. Pick out a living room group, a bedroom group with queen mattress, and a seven-piece dining set. Get the whole house full of furniture for only $79 a month. Let me check that price again. Living room, bedroom, and dining set, all for just $79 a month. Stop by Fisher Home Furnishings and ask about the house-to-home options. Shop in-store or anytime online at fisherhf.com. Morty's Cafe knows that the heart of their business is their customers, and they would like to thank you. Visit Morty's Cafe on Darwin Avenue and Morty's Cafe at Blue Square for their Thank You Thursday special. An iconic burger and fries for just 6 bucks. The Valley's Best Burger. With locally baked buns and a third-pound Angus patty, there's no better time to try Cash Valley's Best Burger. Take advantage of Thank You Thursday with an iconic burger and fries for just 6 bucks at Morty's Cafe on Darwin Avenue and Morty's Cafe at Blue Square. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson with you here on the Full Court Press. We continue to get closer to Utah State at San Diego State. Kickoff will be at 8.30 Saturday night. We'll have pregame on our sister station, KVNU, starting at 6.30. KVNU game day, 6.30 to 8.30, a full two hours. And then as soon as the game is over, more analysis and uh, what happened, and then opportunity for you to weigh in as well. Uh, We've been hearing from the coaches uh, about this matchup coming up Saturday. What about some of the players from San Diego State? Ryan Agnew is the quarterback for San Diego State. We know that Utah State has had a secondary that had some, was a little shaky at times at Wake Forest. Improved play against Stony Brook, but again, it was Stony Brook. But uh, Ryan Agnew in the passing attack for San Diego State has improved. It's better than what it's been. So that's going to be an interesting part of the matchup and one of the storylines on Saturday night. And he shared his thoughts about the Utah State secondary. Um, yeah, we definitely understand they have a really good secondary. They get pressure on the quarterback, and they have very good linebackers. So you definitely have to be aware of it. You can't um, uh, make mistakes or make throws that you may have made in the past because you have to understand they're really good in the secondary. They get really good in the back end. So you're mindful of it, but that doesn't scare you. You just have to understand uh, recognize coverage as well as possible, understand what they're doing, and uh, trust the game plan, trust the throws, uh, trust the receivers, and just you know put that work in during the week. So you know when the game comes in on Saturday, it's just second nature having to make those throws and make those reads. Miles Cheatham, he is a defensive lineman for San Diego State. He's uh, uh, up there in a lot of different categories for what they've been able to do defensively so far this season. And uh, he's been on their team for uh, a few years, so he's an experienced player. He's a senior, and uh, he's started 14 games, played in 32, and he's been in a, uh, he's one of the top guys in tackles and for tackles for loss. Not the top guy, but he's up there in a lot of different things. Uh, but uh, he's going to have a role on Saturday where, to, as Rocky Long talked about, trying to apply pressure to Jordan Love. And... He weighed in on that a little bit about Jordan Love and that the pace of offense for USU and the type of problems that might pose for the Aztecs. Uh, how versatile he is. 
I think he does a lot of stuff really well, and I think he gives their offense a lot of different options. Um, so it just creates a lot of different challenges to prepare for that that style. What do you think you guys need to do to disrupt how they want to have an upset style? Prepare physically. Um, you obviously, be in good enough shape to, to handle the amount of plays that they like to run. Um, also, creating a lot of pressure, uh, getting in the backfield, creating havoc back there. Um, trying to slow them down as best we can, but at the end of the day, they're going to try to do their the things that they do well. So, um, just being prepared for what they do. There it is again, trying to be disruptive and uh, be physically available to uh, handle the pace. So, if Utah State can sustain these drives and keep that defense running around and on their heels, uh, it's certainly going to pay big dividends. Obviously, but they're aware of it. Uh, they're going to try to attack it and take the attack. Take the fight to Utah State. So how well does Utah State counter and take advantage of what may be exposed as a result? Uh, but for both Miles Cheatham and Ryan Agnew, they're both aware of uh, how good Utah State has been uh, this last season and their potential for this year as well. And They know that this is an important game. This is a big Mountain West Conference game for both squads. And so they talked a little bit about what, what a win against the Aggies would mean for their program. The importance of this game. Um, everyone saw how good Utah State was last year. They brought back a lot of guys you know, this year, and they played well up to this point. Their offense averaging over 640 yards a game. Uh, their defense has some you know, all-American type of players and uh, Woodard and Tipagalia. So we understand the importance of this game. We understand how good this football team is. And uh, we know going into a bye week, if you can go in 1-0 in conference rather than 0-1, um, it's going to be really good. It's going to be a really good boost going into the rest of conference play. And, uh, you know, we're going to do everything we can to go 1-0. Um, I'd have to agree. I think um, it'd be a big help. Uh, Coach Long told us the other day, at the end of the day, though, um, it doesn't make or, or break our season. Um, it's just another step on the road to getting where we want to go, which is winning 22. And at the end of the day, that's um, that's all really concerned about is getting to the end goal. The process um, is the process, and you have to uh, maintain that. But at the end of the day, um, it doesn't necessarily make our season or uh, break our season. So a couple of interesting perspectives. Um, that uh, It isn't the end-all, be-all. It's not a bowl game for these two teams. They, unlike some other schools not far from us, uh, these schools have something more to play for still. They can still have a chance to play for a conference championship. Um, this doesn't necessarily affect their ability to get there, though your overall conference record can certainly play a factor. But the thing that they want to do is to be able to win their division, first and foremost, to get to the conference championship game. San Diego State, very good team. Utah State, a very good team. It's going to be a great showdown on Saturday. Uh, the real questions are, how well can Utah State handle the pressure that's going to be coming at Jordan Love? How how much can they get that uh, San Diego State defense on its heels? And then conversely, how well can Utah State bottle up their run game and uh, get after Ryan Agnew? Uh, which I think they'll have better opportunity doing that this year than they've had over the last couple times they've tried to face the Aztecs and bring them down. Uh, I think it's going to be a great matchup between these two teams. 
and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be a late night Saturday night, but hopefully after midnight Saturday night, we're talking about an Aggie win. Uh, anyway, we'll get into a little bit more about that tomorrow and some of the keys we think that uh, need to be in place for Utah State to get a victory on the road at San Diego. Uh, but uh, anyway, shifting gears a little bit. Now, talking about the NBA. NBA owners are meeting in New York today and tomorrow. They vote, have a chance to vote tomorrow. They have a Board of Governors meeting, uh, which is going on in New York. And one of the big topics that's on the agenda is about uh, a beefed-up anti-tampering rule that uh, Adam Silver has proposed that uh, would impose, uh, among other things, a potential for a $10 million fine. Um, and also uh, give uh, him opportunity to take away draft picks from a team. So one of the things that he's being proposed and how to enforce this or how, how to, to uh, figure this out is that um, there's a couple ways that he's being proposed to enforce this and to do this. And one of them would be to randomly audit five teams every year and uh, look at some of their communications. What have their communications been like? Um, and, uh, in, and then have them basically sign a, a disclosure agreement that they did everything like they were supposed to do. But um, it, would, it would give Adam Silver the ability to review text messages and other forms of communication. Uh, he, the hope would be, and Adam Silver has made it clear, that he would hope that they would regulate each other, that the owners would regulate each other, teams would regulate each other, that they would act as partners, not as pirates, according to a recent article by Adrian Wojnarowski in, on ESPN. And uh, Zach Lowe also contributing. But... Um, but he does want them accountable to create a, a culture of we're going to follow the rules, we're going to do it like we're supposed to, um, but uh, also understanding that it's becoming more and more sophisticated in the way that you can communicate and sway free agents. But here are some of the changes that are being proposed. An increase in fines from a maximum of $5 million for tampering to $10 million um, allowing Silver to take draft picks as punishment for any conduct detrimental to the NBA, uh, the annual random audits of five teams, and a brief mandate that where cause exists, the league can take more in-depth investigations, and the requirement that the top team officials save communications with agents for one year. Uh, one general manager, according to a quote in the ESPN, saying, I don't think you should have any right to get into my phone. I wish my owner would vote no, but I doubt he will. You only make yourself a target for investigation if you do. There's, there's definitely a problem in the NBA when so many contracts of such tremendous dollar values are signed within just the first 24 hours of free agency of supposedly the window of when you can start talking to players of, now granted, they weren't signed, they were agreed upon. Let me make that clear. Because there's a period where you could start talking to free agents and it's about a week, and then you have to 
to, to sign the documents and make it official. But within the first 24 hours of when you could even start to talk to free agents, bam, all of a sudden all these agreements are in place. This guy's going to go to this place for $100 million. This guy's going to go to this place for $150 million for X number of years. How is that even figured out and hashed out and understood if you weren't talking to the, free, or to the agent or to the player himself? So obviously, there are problems. I- imposing a $10 million fine, having access to uh, general managers and, or owners in their, in their text messages and their communications, is that the way to do it? Maybe uh, they'll just use other ways of doing it, of making phone calls or meeting in person, finding places where they can happen to cross paths. I mean, it'll, it'll still happen. They just be maybe a little bit more deceptive in how they do it. But something needs to be done. This last offseason was absolutely ridiculous in how it was taking place. They all know it. They all know what's going on. They're not self-regulating. And so, if you don't, the commissioner's going to step in and try to make it more difficult. So, we'll see how they vote tomorrow. We'll update you on how that goes. Who voted yes, who voted no. To get it to go, to make it work, to make it policy, 23 of the 30 teams have to vote yes. Um, there are other things beyond just these um, contracts or talking to them, but also benefits outside of what a normal salary cap might include. So a lot of different things that they're going to be looking at to try to clean this up and make it better to keep everybody a little more compliant and and equitable in the NBA. All right, coming up next, I'll update you on what's going on in Major League Baseball. Some big games on the line tonight. And uh, what do the current standings look like in the hunt for October? Wild card race is really, really intriguing. Updates on the current standings, what's on the line tonight. And another reminder about what's going on tomorrow night in high school football and our preps pick'em contest. Reminder to get in there and make your picks early tomorrow because Rich High School, they're in the, in the group. They start at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So you have to make sure you get your picks selected early. I'd recommend getting them selected by tonight. Just to be safe, update you on who's playing where coming up on the Full Court Press. Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest. Presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the grand prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air New equipment, service work Any season, call us first Serving you since 94 Installation and repairs and so much more We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air
I'm Larry Gelwix, the getaway guru for Columbus Travel and Princess Cruises with our three for free promotion. Book your next Princess Cruise with Columbus Travel to Alaska, Europe, the Caribbean, and get free cabin upgrades, free prepaid gratuities, and up to $800 free onboard spending money. Valid for summer 2020 sailings and after. Call Columbus Travel for details, 800-373-3328 or online at columbusvacations.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson with you on a Thursday. Last couple things that are going on to make you aware of what's happening tonight in sports. Big games in Major League Baseball. Big weekend series just getting started tonight between the Cardinals and the Cubs. Cardinals have moved into first place in Major League Baseball Central National League Central Division. They lead that uh, division by two and a half games over the Brewers. Cubs are fighting to um, just stay alive in the wild card hunt. So those two teams facing each other tonight. Uh, Cubs are three games behind the Cardinals. And... Uh, the Cubs, a lot of different injuries all of a sudden cropping up with them. Who's going to be available and who won't? Right now, the Nationals are in the driver's seat. Uh, Milwaukee is right there close. Cubs are half a game behind Milwaukee for the uh, wild card in the National League. And uh, it's kind of a similar close race in the American League as well. Oakland is uh, pretty well in the driver's seat right now. Uh, followed by Tampa and Cleveland. And uh, right now, Cleveland, they're up one nothing on the Tigers right now uh, in the bottom of the second. Uh, no score yet between the Cubs and the Cardinals. That's the bottom of the second. And um, the, uh, the, the Brewers beat the Padres in an earlier game today, 5-1. to one. Padres won last night, but... Um, uh, Brewers improving their position for the playoffs. Uh, another interesting note to pass along, the uh, Utah State men's basketball team recognized at a dinner of champions, the uh, National Multiple Sclerosis Society hold, has their uh, the Utah chapter, and they hold a, a dinner of champions. And they met Wednesday night, and they declared Utah State's 2019 men's basketball team as the team of the year. So congratulations to the Utah State men's basketball team being recognized by the uh, National MS Society at the Dinner of Champions last night. It was a big gala event. Um, the tribute, uh, pay tribute to uh, a lot of different g- uh, generous corporations and different volunteers who help uh, make a difference in people battling MS. So Utah State recognized as the team of the year at that gala last night. You can read more about it on cashvalleydaily.com. Uh, last thing to uh, make note of, we mentioned this, the uh, Cash Valley Media Group Preps Pick'em Contest continues coming into week six and uh, some interesting games on tap. Make sure you get your selections in early because Rich High School, they play a little bit earlier in the afternoon, so you have to have everything submitted before the early afternoon if you want it to be counted. Uh, so make sure you get in there. And if you win, 
you get a, a, a nice uh, one of our really our nicest prizes that we've had yet. A hundred and fifty dollar gift certificate to the Cater Shop, and uh, you can get suits, sh- shoes, ties, socks. Uh, right now, during the whole month of September, three hundred dollars gets you two suits. Uh, they're at the Cater Shop, so they are our prize to give out to the best overall score at the end of what happens this week in high school uh, preps pick'em. Uh, the link is available on 1069thefan.com, and if you win this week, you're automatically qualified as a contestant in our grand prize, which is a 65-inch 4K TV, courtesy of Lens Audio and Video. Certainly want to thank the Logo Shop for helping to make this happen. They're the Booster Club headquarters. Our high school, competitive, and club teams appreciate their their uh, partnership with 